everybody, to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, for the final time, my co-host, Vanessa Hogel. And down in the chat room, we have Quarantine Ghost haunting the chat. Back with us this evening is Hollywood producer Christopher Peters. He's been on the show here a couple of times to talk about his uh, contact with extraterrestrials. Uh, he has a fantastic YouTube channel that actually documents this. And um, we were, Christopher, you can remind us where we were the last time we talked. It's been a little bit over a year, and your story's been absolutely fascinating. So uh, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me back. It's it's great to talk to you guys, and it's always just such a blessing to be able to reach more people and connect, and uh, I really appreciate the opportunity, so thank you. I'm good. I'm good, you know. I'm good. Well, thank you. Um, I'm curious. I'm going to dive right in here because it's my last time getting to dive. Go right for it. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I am still – I've always been fascinated about – your experiences that, that you've had actually in your home in regards to to these beans, these soul beans that, that you've talked about. Um the, yeah. the the different the different ones that have come and visit you. Where has that progressed? What has happened with that? A, a massive, 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 massive amount. I that's had a tying in that's, that's tying into everything that we're going through in this world. Really? And yeah, yeah. It, it, so specifically, um, it, it's scary for me to even talk about it because people are so divided, and um, it's so specific. And it started this time that we're in them talking to me about it, and me going on record about two years ago. And at that time. I kind of had a vague idea what they meant, but I didn't really understand the implications in the physical world. I sort of understood it, but not really. I didn't really have a clue. And there were many, many, many nights in those first couple years, every single night, that I would be staring up at the sky, at the stars that are not stars. And there are real stars, but they are all throughout the night sky as stars, but they're 20 feet, 30 feet, 100 feet over my head. And over and, and and you know literally moving around in the sky. Many videos of them, stars, what look like stars, moving around in the sky, or rain clouds coming in and them descend, you know, descending below the rain clouds and then descending up above the rain clouds. And me pointing to people saying, "Hey, look, if that's a star, why is it? Why are there ten of them below these rain clouds? And why do they descend above? You know, so a lot of evidence saying to what I'm telling you, which is. Throughout the night sky in the entire world are this being family, which are actually I have a greater understanding of who they are now. And there are real stars for 100%, but they have dominated the night sky throughout the world, replicating stars. And because people ha- are so used to seeing stars a million miles away, they don't really understand how close they are because it's kind of an optical optical illusion. When your brain thinks of something in a certain way, that's how you perceive it. And that is what's going on. But they're really very, very close. And actually, uh, I was excited to see that about 
maybe a few months back prior to December, people started and the news started reporting these lights in the sky that were stationary, that were not planes, that were not drones, that were not stars, but looked like stars that were below. And there was a couple of news reports about it. And they were, there were agencies like all the federal agencies were looking into it and everybody was saying, hey, it's not us, it's not us, the Navy. And I was giggling going, I know exactly what that is. And then it kind of went away. But yeah, getting back to what you asked me, my entire work, my entire life, every single day is about what's happening now to our world. And my book is all about this. And I didn't know that it was going to be about this. And I knew it was going to be about something very specific to, so basically about a year into it, well, let me get back to when I was talking about the night sky. So I would be outside in the night sky every single night looking at the stars that are not stars, and there would be craft and different things. And and over those first couple months, I started to develop a language with them that we could share that was physical, that wasn't telepathic, because that happens all the time, but a real physical language based off of uh, natural phenomena that exists in nature. So shooting stars, hawks, uh, owls, uh, all different things, but them replicating those things. So not real hawks or owls or shooting stars, but them actually doing them uh, exactly the moment that I ask a question. And it started happening in the very beginning, and uh, and I didn't know what it was. I thought it was just a hawk or just an owl or just a shooting star. And then as it happened every single day and night, I started to understand that, A, number one, they are in love with nature. Nature is a part of who they are. Nature is an extension of God. They are a part of our God. Not and, and, and I know all life is a part of God, and that's very true. They are specifically the spark of life. They are angels. And I'm not a religious dude. I've never cracked the Bible. I've never looked at the Bible. I never talked about any of these things. I thought they were beings from other worlds, and there are, but they are not. They are tied to nature because they are the spark of life. They are the space between life and creator enmeshed as one whole but yet separate consciousness. Think of air, and that's who they are everywhere. I can get into more specifics, but they also can be, they also are individuals, so it's kind of a duality here, but it, but I can explain in greater depth. So getting back to when we started, I started to understand that this was a language that they would teach me, and that they use things from nature because A, they love nature, but B, it's a way for them to hide in plain sight and develop a communication with a specific individual that's unique, but also be in the world around so nobody knows us and they just think they're shooting stars or hawks or owls. So on many, many a night, as I was starting to dawn on me, wait a minute, you can't get a shooting star every single night 10 feet over your head or an owl 10 times over your head and when you ask a question. So then I started to realize, oh, okay, this is them teaching me a way for us to communicate because when you go into this kind of experience, your, your, your reality is getting blown to smithereens. You're holding on to your life and your reality because you still have to live, work, be a husband. And so for them, 
part of also why they do this was to give you reinforcement of physical examples that they are real, that they are there, that they are answering your question. So basically, um, you know, we, we they would do plasma owls and literally you would see the shape of an You'd hear the sound of the owl and then you'd see this owl fly but it wasn't an owl. It was in the shape of an owl, but it was plasma that it would disappear. Or you'd see shooting stars right in the of your head as, you know, I would say, hey, can you, you know, got this question, can you do a shooting star? And so it developed over time. Anyways, I, I digress. I lost track of what you were asking me. Sorry about that. That, that no, that is perfectly fine. And I was actually, it was, I was asking you about, you know, what you've learned or how, how much right. more communication that you've had from the time right. we, we okay. talked last. Right, and right, I right. was, right. I was reminded um, when you were talking about how they would be so, so close to you, you know, uh, yes. so in s- such a short yeah. distance above your head. I was reminded of a story that you told that maybe some listeners uh, aren't aware of the last time you were on. When you went up into the Hollywood Hills, I believe is what it was, and you were looking down and could actually see them. And that is something that I found fascinating, along with what you're talking about with the nature aspect. Do you think their affinity for nature has something to do with its purity as opposed to us as humans? Yeah, well, yeah, that night I actually took my friend Joe, who Joe is a used to teach the Bible as literature at Harvard. He's in his 70s now, almost 80. Mm-hmm. And he's not a believer in ghosts or anything. I mean, he was a good guy, but just open. But I brought him with me. And that night we were standing on um, this place called Stunt Road, which is right near Mulholland, sort of on the, on the, almost on the edge of Malibu and the valley. And I brought him up to this hill and I, and I, I could see them everywhere. And I, and they were, we were standing on a slope looking down maybe about 50 yards and they were there in the open air right in the little valley and they just slowly started to kind of bobble and weave up to us and then over our head. Um, but yeah, that was a, a great experience for Joe. And, 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 and yeah, um, but to answer your question, and then I'll get back to what, what, why this, you know, what this is all about for me and for us and what we're going through. And it's a big nut to to swallow. And I know a lot of people are going to go call BS on it or, or get upset about it, or maybe they won't, maybe they'll totally agree, but I can tell you it's happening. And, and, um, so nature, nature is, they, they, they are absolutely head over heels in love with nature because nature is them. Nature is God. Nature, nature is an extension of Creator. You're um, basically saying everything is connected. Well, hundred percent, and yeah. more than you could even imagine. And nature, you know, their so so their love of nature is like their love of a child, their their own child. Um, and nature and them, they're all part of uh, Creator. You know, it's it that's where that love comes from. So. I think that's what you were asking me. So, so getting back to what you asked me, what have I learned? So on those first couple months, three years ago, you know, when all of this was happening and all of these like military planes, which are still happening and all this craziness. And I was like really freaked out. I was like, I don't even know what to make of any of this. I was terrified. I didn't know who they were. 
I didn't understand why there were military planes in our area and they were hovering silently and descending to the ground and then other craft was ascending with them and there were smoke flares. I mean, it looked like we were being invaded by some kind of force. And, and I was asking them, you know, because there was a very clear experience that I was going through that was sort of this extraterrestrial, very profound, loving thing, and then there's these military planes and all this other shit that, that seems, excuse my French. That's that was, fine. <laughs> okay, that was kind of like a separate thing, and I was in a lot of terror, and I would say to them, I don't understand what all of this means. Why do I see the stars 20 feet over my head? Why are they moving around? Why is there military planes? Why, why are you in my life so much? You know, what does all this mean? Are we okay? I kept asking that meaning humanity. Are we okay? Tell me what's going on. I, I, I just really want tell me. Just tell me what, what does this mean? What's going on? I've never seen this in my life. And they, they said, we're not going to tell you. It's going to terrify you. And I, and I said, okay, okay, all right. I said, well, then tell me, are we going to be okay? Tell me, are we, meaning us, humanity, are we going to get through whatever this is? And this was three years ago. Are we going to get through this as a society? Are we going to be free? Are we going to be... Have, be able to have money and lives and, and are people going to be able to live? Yes, we will get through this. You, we will be okay. And, and that's all they would answer. They would not tell me any more than that. So then about a year into it, I started writing in my journal from them, a war is coming, going to be played out in the battlefield of consciousness, of humanity's consciousness, a war about perception, isolating humanity through media and technology, and... Um, Sounds a lot like uh, today. It, it, yeah. It, well, yes, yes, and it gets deeper. And so this was three years ago, a disconnection from humanity, from the natural world, uh, um, cell phones and, inst and all the social platforms are the Trojan horse um, being used for uh, to sell to people as a needed thing, as instant connection, but there's a hard wiring going through their nervous system that is, and then, and then, and then um, they were saying there's these sub, not subconscious because because people are conscious, but they're sub level sort of things going on through these technologies and through all this stuff. Getting right, getting people used to mob mentality through Me Too and hashtag movements, and on the surface, there's a lot of good that that from these movements, but it's a training for mob mentality to put people in a state of cognitive dissonance. And I'm writing all these things down. This war is coming, and ultimately, this war is about God and darkness. And and they kept telling me in the writings of this journal that humanity must disconnect from technology. That doesn't mean have it as a tool, but it's, own, and I'm writing, it's owning, they're telling me it's owning humanity's consciousness. It's robbing humanity's ability to think on their own. And there's a system, systemic effect happening to young people and to all life 
through creation, a taking them out of their own consciousness where these technologies start to become their own consciousness. It's a trap. It's a Trojan horse. And we're being led ultimately um, towards a place of through technology. And I didn't understand what it meant through a false darkness that's recreating the God consciousness through technology. And I'm writing these things. And then I start doing more videos about this. And then about seven months ago, I do even more in-depth video about how they are here. They are angels. They are the spark of life. They are working on behalf of creator. They are creator. I mean, there is a creator, but they're sort of you know, they're all separate entities, but they're also part of Creator. And they are, you know, here now, and why they're throughout the night sky like never before as stars is to hide in plain sight, but for our protection. And and so it get and so, yeah, so, I mean, there's way, way more, but I was never this person ever for a second talking about angels and God and darkness and and, and, and they're... And they're telling me, and more of these videos I'm putting out, he's like, this time that we're in now, you know, is a time of judgment. Yeah, and I remember not, a number of your videos, because they were showing up in my notifications. Um, do they give yeah. any suggestions, though, as to what we yeah. should do during these times? Yeah, absolutely, 1,000%. 1,000%. It's clear as, as F and day. Oh, you we, can say that, sweetheart. Yeah, you can drop the F-bomb okay, if you want. Okay, <laughs> it's clear as fucking day. So, so, so what is going on, and again, people of the world listening to this, you guys, my friends, you know, I am not some guru, I am not some master, I, you know, I mean, we know this, I'm just a person who's having this amazing relationship that is out there for each one of us. And, and they are your family, they are part of you, they are part of God, they are... They are our family. So this virus, I know, and again, I know I'm walking right into it, is a part of, see, what, 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 what darkness wants, and I talked more about this in many videos, is they, they, they want to um, decimate society and they want to create an upside-down world, and they want to, you know, war is peace, black is white. They want to destroy hope and, and all of these things um, because ultimately they can't make us choose between darkness and, and, and good because that free will is a law that is set down in stone by Creator. And so darkness has to get us, humanity, to make that choice. And they're using fear as a way to coerce us and to destroy us. And so what they're saying, you know, without... I want to tread very lightly on these topics because of all the scary stuff that is, uh, you know, going down in the world. Yeah, it's kind of a lightning rod topic, but go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't want to go too deep into it. All I'm saying is that um, that what they what I what well, how can I say this? 
however you perceive God, if you believe, if you don't believe, if you're on the fence, it doesn't have to be religious. Nature is an extension of God. Um, if you connect with nature, that's a start of opening that doorway. Um, it's important now to circle back to all the things that we remember about ourselves that we love, that we love about humanity, that we love that are natural, that are God-sort-of-inspired things, and I'm not talking from a religious standpoint, but all of these things we have to really embrace. We have to... Part of this choice in this time period that we're in is not being silent about freedom, not being silent about uh, connecting, not being silent about watching things go down uh, and and just say nothing. It, 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 it's it, because it's because the th- the things that are looking you know they're looking to erase all history, all connection to Creator, all all logic, and. Our silence is our, um, you know, acquiescence. I'm sorry, I, it's a huge nut to crack, and there's a lot there, so maybe you have a question or two, and, and I'll continue. Um, sorry, I, I don't have, need to go on so long. No, you're fine. Um, I have one, just a real quick one. I say real quick, it's probably not, but so would you say that it is fair to say that this is, in, in true Vanessa form to say this, the proverbial bitch slap to bring us back to where we need to be centered so that we can move forward as a conscious society? Or is it a test? Or how would you best... It's a choice. Okay, so... I I didn't really want to believe that, uh you know, and I kept saying to them, hey, I don't need you to be angels. You're pretty amazing on your own. I don't need this to be some biblical adventure. I don't need you to do that over and over again, day after day after day after day after day. I don't need this to be some biblical thing from the Bible, and I don't need to do be that guy. I, I don't want to be that guy. This is a stressful, scary, and they keep telling me through physical example, and my wife is now seeing them, and, and, and they're doing things, I mean... So, and others are, you know, it's, it's, they keep saying, no, this is that time, my friend. Let me ask you though, this is, this is, this is where, and I'm not going to say that I get lost. I'm not going to say that. This is where I start to question things is because these these beings have been around for a very, very, very long time. Correct. So that it's my understanding. Uh, and and based on how certain things have been described to me and my own personal experiences, that these predate what would be considered man's written Bible. So how do we how, – how do we justify that, um, that it, it seems to be biblical in nature, but it predates written word of man? Meaning, predates you meaning the battle between dark and light? The, what the Bible would consider the battle between dark and light, because the way I, that I'm understanding it, it seems biblical, but it predates yeah. Bible times. So I'm trying to right. understand that. Yeah, I could not tell you the machinations of why different things have happened or happening or the thousands of years of the different back and forth. But what I can tell you from what they 
are sharing with me and in so many different ways is that um, the viruses create man-made, you know, and that's something you can research on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, the fa- the and, and it was created to spread very, very, very fast. And it's not what they say it is in terms of its deadliness. Now, I know, and I want, and I, my heart goes out to anybody who dies from any of anything, you know, but that, that, but that, you know, that it's not what they say it is. And those numbers and all of that stuff is being trumped up to support an agenda and where, and so, and that is also part of the destabilizing of society and that's from darkness's end. And, and so, part of the time period that we're in and this process at first wave was to see from good, from the good side was to see what do we do about these loss of freedoms and clear discrepancies of what seem logical being forced upon us. And it's this process. And then, then, and so what they said in terms of the virus, where the illness really comes from is not, from the material that's actually in the virus. The, the material has, and I didn't know this, and this was something that I was like, just came into my head a couple days ago, and I started to research. I, I knew nothing about viruses. But I was writing the book, and, I, and I'm writing about the virus, and, and I'm just writing, and I don't do any research on anything. I'm just writing what they tell me and what I, so I'm writing about the virus. I'm saying the virus is meant to spread super fast, that's not where a lot of the symptoms are or the death is coming from, but the material in the virus has uh, different metals in it. The metals are receivers for wave for electromagnetic wavelengths. And I didn't have any idea that viruses had metals or I knew nothing about that. Then I Googled that and I found out and I was shocked. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, it does. It has a couple different, like nickel, copper, and all these different things. And so they were saying that that the virus is meant to be sort of spread throughout the entire population as a receiver to for this incoming electromagnetic wave, which is from this other thing that we know about, which is, you know, we, we won't say the name, but... So that was the first step of this destabilizing of society, of, of, of seeing what would happen of this sort of overthrow, this coup on a free, on free world, on everything connected to God and sort of, you know, abundance and, and, and life and all these things and to see what would happen. I, again, I, I'm not a master on how it works, why they're doing this or this. And then the next wave of it, was some of the other stuff that we see going on, that, that it's all connected as one. But ultimately, where they're driving all of this to is vaccination. And that's the entry point of the technology that becomes uh, our consciousness, this, this, this other dark, false creation of our, our God, which they're fighting to have people not do. And because that's the disconnection from creator and life, and that is what this is all being fought over, that choice. Because at that point, then those people who do that, you know, basically lose ownership over their own spirit, consciousness, and everything, because they can then replicate a consciousness through those metals, through these waves, um, among other horrible things that are connected to this stuff. And so 
So you're talking like a form of, of mind control here. Way beyond that, it becomes your consciousness. You and they and they, the side, this darkness, which is connected to Big Pharma, uh, CDC, who, Bill Gates, Fauci, and, you know, I know I'm just singing this conspiracy theorist like horn right now, but it's, it's connected to these players that have a real um, dog in that fight because they have ownership over the patent of the virus and the testing and all of these different things. But behind all of that is this ancient darkness. And ultimately, it's about depopulation and, 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 and then whoever is left, it's about basically a 1% and everybody else, all freedoms are gone. All, all, all ability to make money, all ability to work, all of it is gone unless you get this chip, not this, this virus, this, this social credit score thing that's connected to it. It's, it's a complete attack on creator and everything that is born from the ideals of God and nature. And so that is what all of this is about. Um, and ultimately, it's about choice. Um, and how people not buy into that is they go and they hug their friend. They go and they demand to go back to work. They take their lives back. They go march to say, why is it that 200 people wanting to march to work and to be with their loved ones, let them you know, responsibly, but let them have their lives. That's demonized by the media. They get arrested, immediately shut down. But, you know, many other folks can do what they like around the world and they're praised. You know, so there's a, there's a, there's a thing going on here. And there's a lot of amazing people wanting great change that are part of all of these different things happening. And I support great change for all people. But all life has value. I have a question all here. All life is equal. Yeah, no, all, all life, all life um, does matter. But we have a question here from the chat for you from Victoria Monday. So she's wondering if you're talking about the global awakening and the raising of mass consciousness or are you talking about ET stories? It, it sounds like it's all in mesh. It's all kind of the same here. You, yeah, my answer is is that there's no separation, my friend in the audience who asked that question. They are your family. We are theirs. It's about life. It's about exterminating life and freedom as we know it, or it's about allowing life to bloom. And there is no separation between them and you, and there is no separation between a bug and a tree and the dirt and the sky. That is... Um, that is part of the, idea, the, the thought process that we've been sold coming into this world, that there is separateness. So yes, it's about people waking up to their relationship with Creator, and I'm not talking religious, to ETs, to angels, to their own ability to heal others themselves, to, to affect physical matter through thought and consciousness, to thrive, to love, to live, to fuck, to marry, to bloom, to run, to cry. It's all a part of that. Versus not. 
versus tyranny versus no freedom right. versus devastation. So what do the ETs recommend that we do in this at. in this situation here? Say that again? What, what do the ETs recommend that we do in this situation here to, to avoid the latter, to avoid the destruction? Yeah, exactly what I just said, which is you, we must speak up for each other, for freedom. We must take our lives back, not ask for them. No, another human being is telling you you can't live. Another human being is telling you can't work. Another human being is saying you can't go to church. Another human being is saying you can't. We have to. There's a certain point where living and an authority over our individual lives trumps these uh, people in certain positions of power. So what they're saying is we must come together as people, even if it's just talking to one person a day on the street, hey, you know, why don't we, you know, talk about what's going on? Why don't we have an open dialogue? It's about connection. See, the masks, the social distancing, all of it is about disconnection. All of that is about making the, the next person across from you, dehumanizing them, so they're easier to kill, so they're easier to let go of. It's about reconnecting with each other physically. It's about reconnecting, uh, taking ownership over our lives, our work. It's about not sitting idly by and watching our lives get flushed down the drain. It, 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 you know, I understand health crisis. Okay, yeah, it, there's, a, there's a real virus. But it isn't what they say it is. But even if it was, we've lived through many viruses before. Do your homework. There's research. There's Nobel Prize winners who discovered AIDS coming out and saying this is not what they're saying. There's many doctors, many scientists. This is about it. This is about a destruction of our human history, about our, of our freedom, of each other, dehumanizing each other pushing us back into an old room isolated behind a computer, getting us more connected to our technology than to each other. This is it. You need to connect with nature. Nature is a gateway to the cosmos. I know that sounds like a, a silly thing to say, but I'm telling you, if you go be with nature, if you go listen to the wind, if you slow down, if you turn the cell phone off, if you go under the night sky and you ask, is anybody there, and you're consistent and you mean it, you'll get met with a reaction. And through that is the doorway to everything. It's about showing, there, it's about us as a culture showing we want to have that relationship. It's about us as a culture together fighting for our, our lives to speak out, to work, to be with each other, to not take the status quo because it's a bullshit narrative and we're getting that fucking march to the fucking cliffs. And um, if you think I'm wrong, great, uh -huh. go do your research. If it was bullshit, then there wouldn't be thousands of doctors and scientists and hospitals around the world saying it's not this. It's not as bad as they're saying. It's way less. Uh, they're faking the numbers. They're putting every death as a, a COVID death, even if a guy's eaten by a shark. There's something going on. If all of that, if there wasn't a fire, there wouldn't be even an ounce of smoke like that. But there's thousands. We're um, being had. 
I want I want to and and I'm going to keep my personal opinions to myself because no, this is this okay. is my last well no but this is my la- this is my last day and I just I just want to have fun. I don't need but, to be right. I don't oh, no, want to no, be it's right. Not a, it's not it's not you, sweetheart. It's not you. But I want to bring something up because it hit me yesterday, and it lends credence to what you're saying. And okay. I, I was at work, and me and the girls are just chatting it up, having a grand old time. And it hit me, and I looked over at the girls that I work with, and I said, you know what's funny? And uh, anything could come out of my mouth at any time, so they were they were waiting with bated breath. And they said, what? And I said, do y'all realize about four years ago, uh, I, I think it was four years ago, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, Snapchat came out with all these different filters that were masks. There you go. That were masks. It's- Mask yep. with dog's ears, mask with bunny ears, mask with kitty cat ears. There's absolutely no reason in the world anyone would want to take a picture of themselves with half their face covered. I, I you know, and that and that is an absolute clear observation that has a lot of credence. Listen, I want to say this to the audience. Let me say this one more time, and to mm-hmm. you guys, and to everybody. I don't want to be right about any of these things, and I'm probably wrong about a lot of them. But I can tell you that the heart of what I'm saying is happening. And I promise you it is. And all you have to do, people of the world, is speak up for your life. You own your life. Take it back. Even if it's in a small way, here or there, even if you talk to somebody on the street and say, hey, how you doing? Are you okay? Connect with them. Touch their hand. Whatever it feels comfortable, do it. That is what they're asking us to do. And in bigger ways, they're asking us to march in the street. They're asking us to show up for our lives, for freedom, for Mother Earth, for our society, for our children, the same way others are doing. Because if we don't, then we're acquiescing. And acquiescing is not what we need to be doing. Um, now, let me yeah, ask that's you, a let very poignant you. thing. Let me ask you one thing, though, and I have to I have to ask this because I have many, many friends all over the world and I hear about their stories and what is going on over there. And I have a very dear friend in Scotland and uh, the town that she lives in. They've been very stringent, very stringent with social distancing, very stringent with masks, and their numbers are plummeting in in um, in new cases. And they're actually, they're seeing relief that we're not seeing. Now, how can we reconcile the difference that other countries are seeing where their numbers are dropping so drastically, but ours are, at least at what we're being told, raising so Well, much. you have to understand, again, I'm not Mr. Science, but uh-huh. what, what I do know, you know, is that the reason why two things are happening. The reason why you're and the, the 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 mainstream media is a completely bought and sold a part of this. It's like being surrounded by all sides, and so you need to people of the world stop watching mainstream media. Get your news from other reputable sources that are not mainstream. But the but to answer your question, from my research is that the death rate is lower than it's ever been here, anywhere here especially. And, and it's like one point, not percent of not percent, but the reason, but the media is, 
the, the reason why you're saying, oh my God, it's skyrocketing, it's because they're doing massive and massive and massive testing. And because part of this thing that they're sharing with me is the tests are, are fraudulent. The tests basically test false positive or positive because they test for genetic material, a lot of them, and anybody who's ever had a virus, a cold in their life is going to show up probably positive. I mean, I have friends who went to go sign up to do a test and I told them don't do it. And then the line was like, you know, they couldn't wait for the line. They got a text on their phone when they got back, you're, you're, you're COVID positive. And they didn't even take the test. I'm telling oh, wow. you, the reason why, and the, and the media is, is focusing on the testing. Oh, my God, the, the numbers are out of control. And they're using that to bolster their shutdowns, to destroy our economy, because they want us to take this vaccine. They're trying to lead us into the ocean of deeper and deeper and deeper water so that we have no ability to fight off those chains so that we're bankrupt. And, and you know what now they're offering as the new job to say, and this is all part of it, is contact tracers. Millions of contact tracers. And you know, there, if you look at the, the, this, I think it's the Who's website or whatever, or one of some of these, I can't, I don't remember exactly, I think it's Who or CDC, these people can come into your house, or that's part of what they're trying to push, and, and separate you, make you take a test, and if you're positive, or separate you from their family and isolate you. Actually, yeah, yeah, the World Health Guy went on record saying that, and the tests are BS. The tests, I mean, I think they came out in the news saying, and it's much higher than this, that 30% of the tests, and this is mainstream media who's totally a part of this, are saying false positive. And they're using that as a way to circle the wagons around all of us to take away our freedoms, to, to drive us towards this vaccine, to destroy our ability to make money. And the funny thing about it is, look, if there was this really gnarly thing that was really killing people in this mass way, and again, I don't want anybody to lose their family or loved one, and if they have from this, my heart goes out to you. I'm not minimizing that at all. I would do everything I can to protect all life. I weep over bees and try to save them ants. I'm not that guy. But if this was something, okay, just, just you, see, part of this cognitive dissonance that we are in is from this bombardment of fear-mongering from the media, from this technology, from the mask wearing. We've been pushed, separated on purpose, and there's something that happens to the human spirit when you get pushed to the max. And it's if you look up the definitions of torture in like, you know, from China and other major places that do this, you can see sort of step by step and mirror it to what's going on now. But if we were in such a place of a pandemic that was literally destroying the entire world, why then would the major news media praise hundreds of thousands of people doing certain things, let's say walking around, doing certain things together, and saying that it's lowering the infection rate. Exactly. It's actually helping not spread the virus. Why? Well, That's in mainstream media. Let, let, me, then, let me ask you, you something. Have a yeah. I, was, I just want to ask you something real quick. So, um, yeah. so I mean, there are legitimate cases in which people do get 
this virus and they do unfortunately get ill and they die and all that which is which is very unfortunate and you know i've had people connected to me which this has happened to so right given that and given how everything has blown up in the media how do we tell the difference between what is accurate what isn't inaccurate and if the ets are here to help us through this what are they doing to inform us of what is accurate and what's inaccurate because I think, you know, we, we have the battle back and forth. You know, we see it on social media every day. Uh, I can see down right. in the chat room there's differing opinions going back and forth. Um, so well, that's the dangerous part of what's going on is that there is a virus and it was man-made yeah. and it is killing people. But that's, but that's, but that's by design so that we could, they could point to it. But they're using that and it is killing people, and my heart goes out to that family. And I, and by talking about it, I'm not minimizing the loss of anyone's loved one at all, period. I would fight to save anybody. But that's what makes this so dangerous, is that they're using that to point to, they're using that as the battering ram, but in and around all of that, they're using that to collapse the world and free world and take humanity hostage. And by the way, they're angels not ETs. There are ETs, but they are, I mean, maybe they're one and the same, but that's, but yeah, that's, that's the dangerous part, my friends. And I'm again, no expert just because I'm sharing with you what they're telling me, how I'm trying to find my way through all of this too. But, but yeah, that's the dangerous part of it. But, um, I can tell you that there are, you know, a lot of reporting done by people who have other things going on, you know, and then they make it like it's only this thing. And then there are people who go through stuff who are healthy that get this thing. So I don't know. I'm not, again, I don't know, but I do know that it coupled the two together. So we as a free society, what's left of it is we have to stand up for each other and for freedom and for health and for, everybody having those freedoms and health, everybody allowing to be connected to creator, whatever way they see, we have to allow people to have different opinions. We have to allow free society. We have to fight for that. So people can call me an asshole and they can disagree. I love that. Good. And maybe you're right, but at least let's keep, we have to hold on to that ability to have that conversation. That's what's looking to be exterminated and everything that goes with that. So, and so you, you mentioned yeah. you mentioned your book that you're writing. Um, so yeah. our, I, I guess I'm curious as to what you're including within this. I, I, obviously, uh, some of what you've been talking about well, here, but are you starting from the beginning when you were first contacted and they began uh, interacting with you and, and speaking with you? No, I, I'm starting from my earliest memory of childhood with my dad and Barbara Streisand, and my, my, mm-hmm. my stepmom and our time in Malibu and I'm going through my life there and, and all the way up to the point of, you know, where we are and where we're going and what's going on and all of it, all of it. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be a memoir. Through my life. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Vanessa. Uh, I was going to ask him. So, um, with the experiences that you had had previously in your home, has it become more comfortable as they visited more, because I remember the interactions that you spoke about where it would almost be like they like they meshed or melded. 
or morphed onto your hand? I mean, has has that continued, or has it gotten more extreme? It's gone. Yeah, it's gone way beyond that. You know, in the very beginning, like three years ago, I, I, you know, they were teaching me about who they are. So, so they showed up as craft. You know, there were orbs everywhere, which there still are, and flashes of light and all these different things. And then it was like, okay, after the first six months, then it in the house, you know, orbs flying everywhere and sparkles of energy and light in here and there, and then in the palms of my hands. But then it progressed even for that. So where they are now is, and I swear to you this is true, if you think of air and every place that air is, that's them. So literally as an example... Every night when my wife goes to sleep, I, I go after I eat dinner, I sit in the kitchen, turn the lights off, and as soon as the lights go off, you see hundreds, if not more, orbs, purple, blue, shimmering electric orbs everywhere. And then, you st- and then I reach my hands out to them, and you, they slowly come to my hand and touch my tips of my fingers, and you can feel kind of like electric, kind of like bump. And then these big columns of light appear from those orbs, which are them, which are these. At first, they look like, it looks like when you're looking at a hot summer day and you see pavement and you see heat coming off of pavement, imagine six-foot-long columns of light like that from a shimmering uh, purplish-blue orb. But then the light, as I touch them, like within the air takes a solid form and you see this blue purple energy fill this long six foot long column of light and then anywhere you look everywhere are these columns of blue shimmery light like literally a centimeter from your face see they they are everywhere in every space at all time they are literally the spark of life see they're connected to god as we all are but they're in charge of all space and time and dimension and all life. That is their milieu. And so that's why they're so in also invested in nature, because they're literally responsible for nature on behalf of God. So in the kitchen, it doesn't matter if I'm in the kitchen or outside, they're everywhere at all times. And it's not like they're coming from other planets. They're here 24-7, that's them. They're there. And they can also be separate uh, sort of energies that are physical. And so in the kitchen, we'll be doing this, and I'll reach out to them. You'll see the orbs first everywhere, then the columns of light. And then, like, I touch them, and then you see, like, these blue columns and purple light shimmer. And then what I do is, in the beginning, I used to kind of put my hands out like a half a foot in front of me, and I could literally feel and see them, and I would feel, I would pull the air, and as I pulled the air, geometric patterns of blue-purple light would extend out from the columns, wrap around my hands, touch me. But then they told me, hey, we, we want you to, we need to be sort of closer to you, and we're respecting, and this sounds so silly and crazy, <laughs> we're respecting your space by your hands being in front of you a half a foot, put them down by your sides. And that was because over the last couple of weeks, they've started to do more and more work on my ability with healing and my ability to connect with my intention and consciousness and physical matter. So literally, when we do this every night, I'm in the kitchen, the lights are off, I'm doing that, there are columns of light and orbs everywhere, and I'm touching the columns of light, they're blue-purple, and then after I greet sort of everybody in the room, and I can't greet everybody because there's hundreds of them there, 
I literally do this. I go, okay, everybody, uh, all right, it's time for our little, our, our evening kiss. And this is the strangest thing. And everybody's going to go, okay, he's totally out of his mind. But I'm telling you on my heart and soul, this is happening every night. We do this kiss every night. So you literally see this from these columns of light, shapes appear that are in the kind of a form of a human shape in a way. And you see these faces that are in the column of light that slowly move forward and then slowly back off like, you know, within like seconds, like one, two, three, moving forward and then gently touch you and then slowly recede. The craft do the same thing and so the orbs do the same pattern, always, all the time. And so I stick my lips out and I'm like, okay, let's do our kisses. And you see this column of light in front of me and they're all around me. And through this column of light, through the air, like this, what, what I came to learn is like, it's almost like the minute that you become aware of them in this way, the air, imagine yourself underwater in an ocean, like instantaneously, you're underwater, but it's not an ocean. You're in infinity with this, with the cosmos in front of your face. And they reside in this space like, like you, oh God, it's so hard to describe it. So they're in this place that exists all around us as air, but, but we only know air, so we don't understand that it's really a doorway to God and Creator and infinity, and there's all this life that resides all around us at all times, spirit, all of that. So I stick my lips out, and, I, and you literally see this column of light, and you see this sort of shape in the column of light, like a torso and kind of a head with these big eyes, not very clear, and it's kind of like disappearing and appearing and then disappearing and appearing. And literally, I then start to feel my lips. You know, first it starts on my forehead. I feel this energy come like bump, bump, bump on my forehead and work its way down my forehead, kind of like a gentle touching, mimicking like a kiss. And then it hits my nose, and then it kind of finds my lips. And then you kind of feel this kind of energy like like going around the circumference of my lips and then touches my lips. And then I'm like, thank you very much for the kiss. And that's what we do every night. And then I drop my hands and then I start to feel all this energy around me, literally moving parts of my body, like stretching my back, like moving my, going into my eye socket. And you feel this like expansion in the left side of my head. And then there's this other column of light that comes to the left. And they did this for like three days where they start, I started to feel this pulling energy on the left side of my forehead, literally pulling me. So I'm kind of like bending over to the left for like 20 minutes. And then like, that was for like three days. And then it was like the right side of my head and like this like staccato vibration that starts emanating in my gut. And they're all around me. They're doing, they're, they're doing like work on me. And I'm standing there in the kitchen. And this goes on every single night including outside, you know, craft and flashes of light and all of this stuff. And it sounds totally made up, but it's not. Yeah, that's I'm not making really, up really interesting. And I, and I hate to do this it, to you, but we are at the end of yeah. the show and we have to wrap up. But okay. you say you're writing a book. So do, yeah. do you have a, a deadline when that's going to be out or anything like that? It's just yeah, something I'm you're at, just working on. Yep. Yeah, I'm at a page 178. It's probably going to be 200 pages. I've had, you know, 84 pages of it proofread. I'm trying to get it done as soon as possible okay. and send it out. So probably in the next couple months, I'm going to get it out there. 
Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So uh, we'll definitely have to look out for that. Let us know. Uh, give us the information when it's out, and we'll definitely get that out to our, our networks and let everybody know about it. Okay. Thank you guys so much for the opportunity. Love you guys. Love the world. Love you too, hon. Good to each other. Thank you, family of light, and thank you, people of the world, for listening to me. Take grain of salt, what it's worth, but be blessed. Be happy. All right. Fantastic. You too, hon. You have a great night, Christopher. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. So, um, I, I, I was you. very interested in it. I just, I, I don't. When it comes to such a heavy topic, I, I have kept my personal opinions off of social media, yep. based on my, my medical background and everything else, and what I know personally. And I'm going to continue to do so because I love y'all, and I know that I won't agree with some of you, and you won't agree with me. It's a very controversial topic, and I didn't it know really we were going is. there tonight. I did not either, uh, but we did. But we did. Um, apparently, we did. apparently, with uh, his his contacts of, I was calling them extraterrestrials, which he has called them extraterrestrials before, but he's relating them now more toward being angels. Toward the angelic factor. Toward the so. angelic, yeah. So ETs, angels, because people were asking which is it, and basically for him, it's it's both. They're one and the same. So, but that's apparently what they've been talking to him about lately. So, and, and you know what, who are we considering what our personal viewpoints are in the paranormal, uh, the crypto field, the ufology, who are we, any one of us, me or you or anyone in the chat, who are we to question? Yeah, it's, it's his experience and he was mm -hmm. relating his experience. So exactly. Y'all have read my books, you know, the crazy <laughs> shit that's happened to me. So don't act like, don't act like that shit couldn't happen. Right. I know better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you're willing to believe that I was taken over and my eyes swirled yellow and red, which they did, six witnesses, thank you very much, then we have to have an open mind enough to to encourage somebody else to share their story. Absolutely. Whether or not we agree with it. So... I have some stuff here for you, Vanessa. First, because it is your last show. Yeah. I, I do want to read some of these comments uh -oh. that came in uh, uh -oh. before the show, during the show, and then I have a couple other things for you. So, okay. uh, before the show started, Lee Grader said, "Vanessa, we will miss you all. We will miss you very much. Thank you for all the giggles, great information, telling things like they are. I wish you all the best in the future." Uh -oh. Joe Chandler said, Vanessa, this show, you and Mike have brought all of the Hatters together, creating friendships that will last a lifetime. We will miss you so very much. Love you, my forever friend and soul sister. <sighs> Tim Schoen, I can't tell you in words what your presence on the show means to me or to us Hatters. You're simply an amazing woman, mother, friend, and so very much more. My life is better for having you in it. Uh, Fairy Queen, that's uh, Diane Hilbert. I will miss seeing your face and laughing at your humor every week, Vanessa. Uh, L-E-A-C, yeah. <laughs> -E Vanessa, I've listened to podcasts and become familiar with the past interviews and pop in live only to find out this in your last show, love and light going to you for your future adventures. Uh, Nick Moulet, Vanessa, we will miss you so much for future shows, but I wish you the best of luck. Please come back and visit sometime. Won't ever be the same without you. I'll definitely miss your sense of humor. <laughs> So. it's fucked up since a few words yeah <laughs> just a little bit just a little bit yeah so nobody can can clear a room or make people uncomfortable <laughs> like i can 
Okay. And was it not on the show with Steve Deshavi where I actually said, Oh, that was Steve, Steve you're out fucking me? I yes. mean, for, for fuck's sake, who does that? <laughs> <laughs> so I have a couple of blasts from the past just to kind of recap because four and a half years. Uh huh. So our first show was a radio show. We did that for almost a year, and it was Marla Brooks. This is the old artwork. Wow. So, but blast from the past, from those that have been around a few years, does anybody remember this show? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck was I thinking? I had bangs. Yeah, and then you started laughing your ass off. Oh, 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 you know ectogasm. Yes, that was the ectogasm show. Ectogasm. <laughs> yes. That was the ectogasm show. Yep. Yes. So that was that was an absolute classic. So I had to go and, and dig up a couple of screenshots from that. But we also <laughs> um we also got into stuff like Ireland. We we brought you on to talk about Ireland. Um, you got to talk artwork with uh, with a Russian countess. And then over the years, you had all of these amazing books that you released. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, okay, so we have quite a few fucking people on here right now. Yes. So I am going to take this time, if it is okay, to tell everybody... What if they haven't read um, Diary of a Psychic Loser Magnet or anything like that right yet? I want y'all to know every one of those books, y'all. I'm a high school dropout. I'm a high school dropout. I I got ill in the eleventh grade, and um, circumstances being what they were, I had to drop out. I had to lose three mm-hmm. scholarships and drop out. I uh, had a really not so good life. And uh, some great things, some bad things. Um, I'm what forty eight now, Mike. Yeah, about that. When I was forty three. Yeah, <laughs> when I was forty three is when this started. Don't ever, 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 ever say you're too old to chase your dreams, ever. And if you come at me with that bullshit, I will find you, and I will bitch slap you, because. There is nothing you can accomplish if you truly set your mind to it. Absolutely. Nothing. And that is the sole reason why I'm t- why I'm taking a step back from this is because I have my own production company now that I have with my partner, Gwen Clapper. Um, as you guys have seen through Hidden Gems Ireland on YouTube. We started on Amazon Prime. Um the whole COVID thing messed that up because they're just yep. so far behind. And we said, you know what? People wanted to see this. Uh, so we we said, you know what? The money we're making off Amazon doesn't matter. We're going to put it on YouTube for free because people believed in us enough to sponsor us to get us over there. Yeah, We're taking that even further on our own dime this time. Please don't sponsor. Go to our a storefront on Teesprings and buy T-shirts if you want to help us. Um, but we're filming something very, very, very important in Scotland in April. Um, I'm writing my first fiction novel. Scared to death <laughs> to do it. I don't do dialogue, people. Yeah, you'll do. You'll do great. I'm trying. Write my first screenplay alongside mm-hmm. with it. I'm almost fifty. Please don't ever forget that your dreams are important. You're still young. Go after them. You're still young. I don't know. 
my 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 hips hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and my ass is getting a little big. So, I mean, age does have some drawbacks, but it also, if you'll let it, it'll give you the, it'll give you guts for days. So B3 Airspace says it will not be the same at the end of the show hearing Vanessa laugh crazy and say she has to pee. <laughs> <laughs> I always have to pee. Mm-hmm. Always at um, the end of the show. Me or Cha-Cha. A couple other uh, little things here. Do you have an ability to... Um, to hear the uh, the live stream. What do you mean? Because I have to play something that you have to hear. I well, I mean, I should. I'm hearing you, right? Okay. Well, it's not going to come through here. It's going to. Oh. Yeah. I can turn it, it's, up. It's kind of like when I play the um, the music at the beginning. You don't hear it. Okay, hold it. I can hear just a second. Go ahead. All right. Now that's gonna that's gonna give a little feedback, but. Um, Tell me when you're gonna do it. All right. So there's the books. Oh, by the way, there's uh, there's <laughs> Vanessa with the with the rabbit hole T-shirt. Which, by the way, I don't know if those that have the T-shirt ever noticed this, but if you look at the logo real quick here on the rabbit on the on the right hand side, you see the little VH on the shirt. Mm-hmm. So the as her, a bunny. As a bunny, yeah. <laughs> so, but here's a little goodbye to you from a couple of our Patreon patrons. Oh, you're going to kill me. Yeah. Oh. Hey, Vanessa, it's Victoria. I've never actually had the chance to meet you, but I feel like oh, I know you so, me. so well. And I'm really going to miss you. I, I have enjoyed watching you and you and Mike, and especially when Mike is with you. <laughs> it's been awesome. Well, best of luck to you, and I can't wait to see what happens in the future. Hey, Vanessa. Hang on, Vanessa. Yeah. you got to turn it down. Okay. Because it's, it's, it's too much feedback, so you got to turn it down a little bit. Okay, I'll go and watch it after. Yeah, I'll play it. Hey, Vanessa, it's Victoria. I've never actually had the chance to meet right you, but I feel like on. I know I you know so, so well. And I'm really going to miss you. I, I have enjoyed watching you and you and Mike, and especially when Mike just lets you go. <laughs> it's been awesome. So best of luck to you, and I can't wait to see what happens in the future. Hey, Vanessa. Um, I'm going to really miss you on Hunter Road Media. I said we always had a lot of fun listening to you and uh, in your comments and everything. Uh, and good luck in Scotland. I said, you know, I got to meet you a few times and uh, I've seen you at your high. I've seen you at your low. And now I finished your book and I know everything that goes in between. So good luck to you. I'll be rooting for you and keep in touch. But Did you get it at all? Y'all get it. I, I, <laughs> I love y'all. I look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Victoria and, and Tom, for, for meeting up for a Zoom call with our with our Patreon patrons. So that was thank that you. Was last night. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um this has been a great four and a half years it really has and i i wouldn't change none of it i have gotten to do and and be exactly what i wanted and it is because of all of y'all that i have the courage 
to do what it is that I'm meant to do next. Yeah. And that is, I'm, I'm forever grateful. Yeah. And Vanessa, I have to, I have to say over, over the years, um, I mean, I've, I've known you for a long time now. Um, and when we first started this four and a half years ago, you, you're really hesitant about it. Um, you know, you, you approached me cause you had been approached to, to do a show and, um, you know, you, you wanted to do it, but you wanted somebody else to, to help you with it. Cause you were just kind of afraid to do it on your own, but you know, you've, you've grown so much in the four and a half years that you're just taking these massive strides you know, to do your own thing, which is awesome. And I, you know, I'm losing a wonderful co-hostess, but I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, no, Vanessa, you have to stay, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you, it, it's kind of, it's almost one of those things where it's like, you know, you, you, you know, the, the caterpillar turns into the butterfly and you go and you fly, right. You know, so you're now you're doing your thing where you fly. So I was so really happy for you. I was so beaten down when we first started that this, you know what I went through. Um, I had no confidence. Yeah. And no confidence. Um, uh, is, as from what you know, and now for anyone who's read the most recent book knows, um, my first book, when I was writing that, I was told the entire time that it was, that I was worthless and that, no one cared what I had to say and that why, uh, why would I think that I had any contribution to make? And, uh, I know now that that is incorrect. And, um, I'm so glad we did this and I'm so glad that all of y'all made me, made me realize I, I, I have, Cajona's a solid brass <laughs> that I didn't know I had. And uh, I, w- I wouldn't trade a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't trade a minute. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I well, love y'all. Vanessa, thank you for for this adventure. Thank and you. I know you have many more ahead. We'll definitely, of course, have you back. We've already talked about that, so it's just it's just another it's another phase. You're gonna you're off on your adventure. I have adventures I'm gonna go on. So this is just this is just one step along the way. But you know we're still all a family. So exactly, yeah. and yeah, it's uh, I I can't wait until we can share what we're doing. Yeah, with y'all. Yeah. Um, we can't right now, <laughs> but but just understand that it's it's something so near and dear to our hearts, yeah. and uh, we want it to be perfect for you. Um, and excuse the blankets back here, but my dog's over there. <laughs> okay, she's she's over there. Cha cha. See, there's the head <laughs> right there. <laughs> oh mess, but. Thank you guys. Yeah. So 
just to let you guys know uh before you sign off here we'll wrap it up here in, in just a moment um there is no show next week so um it, it's my birthday and i'm gonna be doing stuff so we'll be back here the following week the 28th People have already been asking me about new <laughs> co-hosts and all that stuff. And it's like, I'm for now, we're kind of going to do like an audition thing, bring in some different guest co-hosts and see what works out, who gels. Maybe we'll just do a you know, constant co-host every week or whatever. I don't know. But you're going to try some people out. I mean, they're not, you know, there's only one Vanessa. So <laughs> <laughs> aren't y'all happy for that? <laughs> <laughs> it can get kind of crazy. Okay. <laughs> it can. It can. So, Vanessa, for the last time, we got to gotta do the shout outs and everything. Okay. All I'm going right. to be looking on here because I, I can't start crying again. That's fine. That's fine. So, we got our <laughs> Deep Down the Rabbit Hole Patreon patrons Tom McNicholas, B3 Airspace, Pamela Queen, Joe Chandler, Andrew Cox, Dustin Samario, and David Yisley. Thank you all for being Deep Down the Rabbit Hole Patreon supporters. Let's get to the oh I gotta thank Quarantine Ghost of course for moderating the chat. Um, looks I, I I think I saw in there that uh, they had to take off and you guys keep asking me who Quarantine Ghost is and <laughs> I'm not telling you. People want to know is it a he is it a she it, I, it's it's a ghost. Could be me for all you know. <laughs> um so let's get the participants tab here uh so we have uh anitria medina thank you for joining us tonight babs bunny thanks for joining us once again b3 airspace and betty lange thank you very very much candy orton thanks for joining us once again kathy salento as always chipper terry and christopher stanton thank you very much there's debbie 08 appreciate that basis 1945 as always, appreciate that. Alina the Fam and Eva Geller. Thank you very much. There's Greg Rankin. And there's Gwen Clapper. Great to see you down there, Gwen. Jack My girl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Perfect Trust Productions in the house. Uh, Jackie Campbell, thanks for joining us. Jen are all seven, as always. Jen Nemchinski and Joe Chandler, thank you very much. There's Katie Palmer and N.A. Nick Moulet and Papa Bear 001. Pungai Fungi. Come on, Vanessa. You're going to miss me saying that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yep, yep. Pungai fungi yeah <laughs> rick garrett thanks for joining us as always there's robert Hanna and sharon lane sean gilmore good to see you buddy uh shay's paranormal shay carol's in the house spooky that's dawn um uh, positive energy for her husband there uh tammy heitzman thank you very much and there's the Haglin, tom mcnicholas tim schoen this episode of Edge of the Rabbit Hole, this and Vanessa's last, is brought to you by Haunted Road Roast. It helps you hunt ghosts. <laughs> Do that for Tim. All right, there's Tanya Sargissian, Tracy Christian, and Victoria Monday. Thank you all very, very much. Much appreciated. So um, if if I didn't see your name, there's Haunted Road Media's Fairy Queen, Diane Hilbert. Great to see you because I think the participants have to not have her throw your name down in there real quick if you want to shout out again as always if we miss your name nothing personal it doesn't get them all ah so vanessa i guess this is it and you have to say something about going to pee and i gotta go pee this is a long show <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I'll do it in the forest camp. I gotta go pay. Pay. I have to. Well, I yeah, I, I should have put a compilation together of all the times that you said that you had to go pee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for those who aren't aware that I do that, who just popped on tonight, <clears throat> it's as soon as the screen goes off. I I always You're forget in there. that my mic is live. Yep. And I'm like, I gotta go pee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. I'm an honest girl. So let's see, Fairy Queen Diane Hilbert, I do believe I I gotcha, and I know Guha was in here earlier. And Adam Tiller was in there earlier as well. Mm-hmm. So, all right. That's going to do it. Vanessa, best of luck to you and all your endeavors. And know we're, of course, you know, forever friends. And we'll definitely have you back. And, of course, you're still a Hunter Road Media author. You still have five books through Hunter Road Media. So it's not like you're going far. I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, book a year. That's not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, we will, uh, we will, we will do this again when I am when I am the guest. Yes, you will be and, the guest uh, next time. That'll be a hoot. It will be, <laughs> be a little bit of a different perspective. So, I'm looking forward to that. I, yeah, somebody will be asking me questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're asking down there uh, if there's another show after this. No, because we we're doing an extended show here to say goodbye to Vanessa. There's no Beyond the Shadows tonight, so. Uh, we'll be. We'll, I am your shadow. That's right. <laughs> we'll bring okay. back Beyond the Shadows on the twenty eighth when we have the uh, new um, Edge of the Rabbit Hole, and our guest will be Mary Marshall. So that'll Very be cool. uh, that'll be really really cool. That'll be a great show. So. All righty. Well, I ha- I you know I have to go pee. So I go love pee. y'all. All right. <laughs> Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. I gotta go. Oh, and Jennifer Lynn. uh, Shout out there as well. And Jennifer Bloomer. I don't think... Yeah, Jennifer. Yeah, well, that's Jennifer Lynn. So, all right. I need a moment I fell down down the rabbit hole.